This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's the preview show. It's the No Name Ever podcast. Hello and welcome to the preview show from the No Nay Never podcast. I'm not your regular host, Natalie Bromley is off on her jollies this week and has left me to fly solo, so let's see what we can do with the preview show. First of all, uh, we have got to mention uh, Sunday's disappointing defeat at Norwich. Uh, But doing that far better than I could on my own is uh, Tom and Adam. They recorded an analysis show earlier in the week, and that is available to listen to now. They have a a post-mortem, a wake, if you will, looking at that uh, match, Uh, and you can listen to that uh, now. You can go to our uh, website, or you can go to your usual podcast provider and listen to that. Uh, But before we look ahead at the next match we do need to reveal the answer to a quiz question from our Norwich preview show. Uh, We wanted to know, prior to Chris Wood's goal in Burnley's away win at Norwich in July 2020, who was the only other Burnley player to have scored a top-flight goal for the Clarets at Norwich City, and what was the year? Uh, Sadly, as we know, there were no additions to the list of Burnley players to score a top-flight goal at Carrow Road following Sunday's 2-0 defeat. Which means that other than an own goal and Chris Wood's overhead kick in 2020, the only other Burnley player uh, to score, and the correct answer to our quiz question was Keith Newton. He scored for Burnley in a 3 1 defeat at Carrow Road on the 10th of January 1976. And we did receive one correct answer. Uh, Jan Gezleski knew that Keith Newton was the player and got the season 1975 76 right as well. So well done to uh, Jan. Uh, Stay tuned to the end, as we'll have another quiz question to test your Claret's knowledge. But first, we have a match to preview. Premier League, head-to-head! We are playing West Ham United away at the London Stadium. That's Sunday the 17th of April at 2.15pm. And this match is not live in the UK. Uh, So let's begin by taking a look at the recent history of this fixture 
starting with the Premier League meetings. In seven previous Premier League meetings between Burnley and West Ham United in the capital, there is yet to be a draw. Burnley lost in all of our first three Premier League visits. Following a high-scoring 5-3 defeat at the Bolin Ground, or Upton Park as it was more commonly referred to, in November 2009, the Hammers also won their next two home Premier League matches against us, with a single goal. Both were a result of Mark Noble penalties. He beat Tom Heaton from the spot in May 2015, and on the occasion of our final visit to play at the Bolin, and then on our first visit to the London Stadium in December 2016, Tom Heaton managed to block Noble's spot kick, but was unable to prevent the same player from converting the rebound. Burnley have won twice and lost twice in our last four visits. We're going to keep back the victory from March 2018 as our memory match, which we'll revisit shortly, and there was also a 1-0 Burnley victory in July 2020 during Project Restart, as Jay Rodriguez scored the only goal. The two more recent victories for the Hammers were a 4-2 win in November 2019, as two late goals from Felipe Anderson and Javier Fernandez sealed the win, and then the corresponding fixture from last season, so another 1-0 win for the home side, after an early goal from Mikhail Antonio. We're still looking for our second away league win of the season, with that 3-0 victory at Brighton being our one and only victory on the Premier League away day so far in 2021-22. Memory match! Okay, memory match. I think we need some encouragement ahead of this Sunday's match at the London Stadium. So what better way to do that than to revisit a memorable Burnley win from March 2018. Back in December 2017, a 1-0 home win over Stoke City had lifted us into fourth place. And although we were all very proud, we then failed to win in the next 11 Premier League games, picking up just six points from six draws in those 11 games, with five defeats between mid-December and the end of February. We'd slipped to seventh place, just ahead of Leicester and Everton, but stretched that gap after coming from behind to beat Everton 2-1 at Turf Moor the previous Saturday. And we continued the momentum with an excellent second-half performance and result against the Hammers. Uh, it was goalless at half-time, and we hadn't had a shot on target. But the 2080 Burnley fans who travelled to watch this match were in for a more eventful second half. Chris Wood came on in place of Jeff Hendrick just after the hour mark and he provided the assist for Ashley Barnes to open the scoring with a well-taken shot past Joe Hart. Protests against the owners then spilled over onto the pitch, as several pitch invaders had to be removed from the playing surface. Although the growing unrest seemed to affect the home side, Burnley kept their heads, and after 70 minutes, a well-worked move was finished with a shot from Chris Wood, to double the lead, sparking further pitch invasions. But 10 minutes later, the result was put beyond doubt, as Goodmundson's shot was parried by Joe Hart and Chris Wood put away the rebound to make it 3-0 to the visitors. This was the second of five successive league victories for Burnley in a purple patch of form during March and the first half of April that season. In addition to the victories over Everton and West Ham, we also won the next two away games at West Brom and Watford and also then won a home game against Leicester. That kept us in seventh place with a nine-point gap. And despite failing to win any of our final five league games, we still finished seventh and went into the qualification stages of the Europa League. On this day! Okay, then our next section is on this day, where we look back at matches that took place in the past on the same date as the upcoming match. 
Um, there have been 26 past matches on the 17th of April to look back on. So once again, I'm going to provide a chronological rundown of some of the key matches. After a 1-1 home draw against Stoke in 1899, and defeats in 1908, 1-0 at Blackpool, and 1909, 2-1 at home to Spurs, our first victory on this date was in 1915, as Burnley registered a 2-1 home win over Sunderland. Following the First World War, we played Everton at Turf Moor on April 17, 1920, and Joe Anderson scored a hat-trick in an emphatic 5-0 win. After a 2-1 defeat at Liverpool in 1922, our next two results were both 2-2 draws, at home to Bury in 1926 and away at Oldham in 1933. They followed a sequence of three victories. Barnsley were beaten 3-0 at Turf Moor in 1937, and following the Second World War, we beat Aston Villa at home in 1948, with a goal just before half-time from Ray Harrison. And Brian Pilkington and Jimmy Adamson were on the score sheet for a 2-1 home win, over Huddersfield Town in 1954. We failed to win on this date in either the 1960s or 1970s, losing 1-0 at home to Blackburn Rovers in 1962, drawing 1-1 against Liverpool at Anfield in 1965, followed by a very disappointing 3-0 defeat at Coventry City in 1971, which all but confirmed our relegation from the top flight after a stay of 24 seasons. In 1982, we drew 0-0 at Oxford United, and that was the score after 90 minutes in our league trophy match at Tranmere Rovers in 1984. However, two goals in extra time from the team from the Wirral gave them a 2-0 victory. Burnley's only win on this date in the 1990s, from four matches played, was a 3-1 home win over Exeter City in 1993, uh, as that was followed by a 1-0 defeat at Port Vale in 1995, and two goalless draws at Swindon Town in 1996 and at home to Bournemouth in 1999. Into the current millennium, and there's just one more win to report from five games played, uh, and that was in 2007, as we beat Norwich City 3-0 at Turf Moor. There were two more defeats at Cardiff in 2004 and at Sunderland in 2010, and two more goalless draws at home to Crystal Palace in 2006 and then at Leicester City 10 years ago in 2012, which was the last time Burnley played on April 17th. So to summarise, Burnley have won 8, drawn 9 and lost 9 matches on this date, with 29 goals for and 25 against. Scouting report. On to the present now, and we start with a look at our scouting report. Uh, David Moyes is in his second spell as the Hammers manager. After being appointed on a temporary contract in November 2017 and guiding them to a 13th place finish in 2017-18, he was not offered a new deal. But the club turned to him again in December 2019, and the former Preston North End and Everton boss has remained at the London Stadium ever since. There was some uncertainty surrounding Moyes' future after a 16th place finish in 2019-20, but last season they improved dramatically and finished in 6th place, qualifying for the Europa League. They've continued that form into this season, with every chance of qualifying for Europe again, as they are currently sitting in 6th place in the league. Since we previewed the reverse fixture, which, which was a goalless draw at Turf Moor in December, the Hammers did not add to their squad in the January transfer window, and Moyes has continued, for the most part, with a 4-2-3-1 formation, including in their most recent Premier League game, which was a 2-0 away defeat to Brentford. 
For that match, they started with Fabianski in goal, a back four of Cresswell, Zuma, Dawson and Kufal. In front of them were Suchek and Rice, with Lanzini in a central attacking midfield role, with Fornals and Bowen out wide, and Mikhail Antonio was once again in a central striking role. Uh, we are recording early this week, so I don't know the outcome of West Ham's Europa League game in Lyon, and we haven't heard the pre-match press conferences for Sunday yet. However, Kurt Zuma was definitely out of the Europa League game due to an ankle injury, and uh, may well be missing for Sunday. And we'll have to wait and see if David Moyes chooses to rotate some of his squad due to their schedule of matches. Uh, they've been carrying a relatively light injury list, <clears throat> and their only other concerns at the time of recording were Mark Noble and Angelo Ogbonna, who has a longer-term knee injury, which required surgery. Jared Bowen is West Ham's top goalscorer in the Premier League with nine, closely followed by Mikhail Antonio with eight. Those two players are also the Hammers' top FPL point scorers, with 168 and 120 respectively, although four other players have also passed the 100 points mark for the season. They are Ben Rama, Fabianski, Cresswell and Fornells. Well, I'm sure you'd like to know who's taking charge of the match on Sunday, and it isn't too long since we last saw this weekend's referee, Paul Tierney, in the middle, as that was for our away defeat at Brentford last month. He showed a red card to Nathan Collins in second-half injury time and awarded a penalty, although I don't think we can have too many complaints about either of those decisions. Uh, this will be the fourth Burnley game he's taken charge of this season. Uh, all have been away from Turf Moor, and the previous three have all ended in defeat at Newcastle United, Leeds United and Brentford, which I've already mentioned. Uh, we somehow need to reverse that trend this Sunday. However, there have been some Burnley wins with Paul Tierney in charge, six in fact, from 17 previous matches. Four of those six were in Premier League games, two at home against Southampton and Aston Villa, and two away, which were both at Watford in previous seasons. And finally for this section, Andre Mariner will be the video assistant referee on Sunday afternoon. Statman Dave's Stat of the Week! Well, I don't like to leave it there because I know you like to hear a stat of the week. So I'm going to delve deep into those pockets of mine and treat you all to that stat of the week. Um, it's relatively uncommon for football matches to be played on Easter Sunday. But West Ham United's progress in the Europa League, reaching the quarter-final stage meant that their second leg in Lyon on Thursday had the knock-on effect of their home game against us being moved from Easter Saturday to Easter Sunday. Looking back through the records, there have been only two other competitive Burnley matches which have taken place on Easter Sunday in the past. For the record, the other two Burnley matches on Easter Sunday were both relatively recent. In 2015, we drew 0-0 against Spurs at Turf Moor, and just over 12 months ago, we suffered a disappointing 3-2 away defeat to Southampton at St Mary's. That was after going two goals up. As one of these matches was a draw and the other was a defeat, we can only hope that we make up the full set and register a win this weekend. So then, what about the match on Sunday? Uh, Burnley have only had four Premier League wins all season and probably need to um, match that at least. So probably uh, four wins at least from the last eight matches we have left to have any chance of, uh, of surviving this season it is getting to uh, 
very difficult times and although matches individual matches aren't must win we must get some wins from somewhere and I think uh, we could do well with starting with uh, an away win on Sunday just to try and kick start again after the disappointment of uh, of Sunday we went in and got the really good result against Everton that was a real boost for us uh, results didn't go our way on Saturday with Everton and Leeds both winning um, and then we didn't do what we needed to do and get a win against Norwich. So, yeah, we need to uh, get back on track starting with Sunday. Um, will Sean Dyche be tempted to make some changes as we go in search of another elusive away win? Has Dwight McNeil done enough to get back in the starting eleven? Will Jack Court be reintroduced in midfield? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see until uh, an hour before kick-off when the teams are, are announced and see what uh, formation we're going to get. On Sunday, but we need to go out there try and get uh, a good result. Uh, West Ham have had a good season so far, as we've mentioned, uh, but they are beatable. Uh, they lost to to Brentford in the last game, and they might be slightly weary after their Europe, Europa League game on Thursday. We've obviously had a well a full week's rest after the Norwich game uh, to prepare for Sunday, whereas yeah, um, West Ham have had to travel. There's only a couple of days in between. Uh, that may well work in our favour because teams do sometimes have a, a hangover after European matches. Um, in terms of Burnley's injury situation, our only real injury doubts are Ben Mee, uh, who I don't think will be back, uh, Eric Peters, I think is in the same position, and a longer-term injury for Johan Berg-Gudmundsen. So we wouldn't expect any of those three to be involved uh, this weekend. Um, in terms of score predictions... Um, it's tricky to predict a Burnley win. Yes, we could get a win, um, but if I was going to go for a prediction, I'm going to say it's more likely to be a, a draw. So I'm going to go for uh, a 1-1 draw on Sunday. But let us know what you think, what you think is going to be the score on Sunday. Tell us what the score is going to be, who's the scorer, and how they're going to score the goals. You can get in contact with us. You can tweet us at no Nay Never. You can uh, email us. That's a dedicated email we've got, which is previewshow at nonanever.net. Or you can comment on our uh, YouTube page or on Facebook. Let us know what you think. Fantasy Premier League update. Okay then, on to Fantasy Premier League. We do have a Fantasy Premier League update for you. Uh, as game week 32 was completed last Sunday. Uh, so we're going to bring you up to date with the latest movers and shakers in the No Day Never League. Um, as we get towards the vital remaining weeks of the FPL, I'm going to try and recap the top 10 of the No Day Never FPL League each week between now and the end of the season. So here's the current state of play. We've got in 10th place, Will Cooper. Uh, in 9th, Sean Retty. Chris Horner's in 8th, Jack Toner in 7th, Deck Clark in 6th, we've got Ursay in 5th, Adam Dennett in 4th, Tall Paul in 3rd, Jacob Sapwell is up to 2nd but still leading the way at the top of the league although his lead has been cut slightly to just 12 points is Luke Lambert with 2,151 points. And leading the way in the race for April's Manager of the Month is Callum Woodhead who has already accumulated 164 points and is ahead of Ian Wilson in second place on 154 points. Callum Davis, who knocked me out of the No Name Ever FPL Cup, is in third for April on 152. And speaking of the FPL Cup, 
um, we can't, well, we can tell you that they we're into the last 64 now, so there are 64 teams left uh, fighting it out in game week 33, but there are too many to read out, but we will, when we get back to the, uh, maybe the last 16 in a couple of weeks' time, we'll do uh, a full rundown of those matches. Uh, right, okay then, what about our latest um, team of the week? Uh, this is the theoretical best team of the week and would have been worth 147 points and that's without the double points for the captain. But the best score of any manager out of the 9 million plus teams was 142 points. Anyway, here's the best 11 from last week in a 3-5-2 formation. Uh, Hugo Lloris of Spurs was in goal. We then had a back three of uh, Alonso, uh, Mikolenko and Byrne. Our midfield five was um, Hungmin Son, uh, Mason Mount, uh, Mwepu, Dewsbury Hall and Embuemo. And up front, our front two were uh, Timo Werner and uh, Tony of Brentford. Um, so that was the 11 players that you would have been best choosing last week and the highest scoring of them all uh, was Hungmin Son. Scored 21 points uh, for Spurs. Uh, so due to the timings of our next two games, uh, we definitely won't be able to bring you uh, a proper FPL League update in our Southampton preview show, and we may struggle for our Wolves preview show. But you know us, we'll do our best, and if we can't do the usual league rundowns, we'll find something else to talk about in this section. Statman Dave's quiz question. Right then, it's come to that time in the show where we need to leave you with a quiz question. And this week's quiz question is all about Burnley's top flight opponents. Since 1888, Burnley have faced 50 different clubs in top flight matches and have beaten 49 of them. But which is the only team out of those 50 which Burnley have failed to beat in a top flight match? You can get in touch with us, let us know the answer using any one of these methods. You can tweet us or send us a direct message on Twitter, that's at never. You can email us, previewshow at never.net, or you can also reply to the post for this preview show on either the No Near Never Facebook page or on YouTube. Uh, the answer will be revealed at the start of our next preview show, which will look ahead to next Thursday's home game against Southampton. And all being well, that episode will be available for you to listen to, probably on Tuesday, so uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, in terms of any community news, there's not a lot to report this week, other than perhaps to give you uh, a rundown of the final fixtures, which have all been confirmed now. We've got, uh, as we mentioned, Southampton. That's a home game on Thursday, the 21st of April. That's a, a 7.45 kickoff. We're at home to Wolves, a 2 o'clock kickoff on Sunday, the 24th of April. And our final game of April is a 3 o'clock kickoff on Saturday, the 30th. And that's away at Watford. Um, <clears throat> in terms of uh, May, we've got four games. We're at home to Aston Villa. That's a Saturday, 3 o'clock kickoff, Saturday, the 7th of May. Uh, the following weekend, we're away at Spurs. Uh, that's a, a noon kickoff on the 15th. That's on BT Sport. And then we've got uh, two games in a week. We've got Aston Villa away. That's a rearranged game. An 8 o'clock kickoff on Thursday, the 19th of May. And then we've got our final game of the season. Uh, that's a 4 o'clock kickoff, Sunday, the 22nd of May, at home to Newcastle United. Okay, so that's it. We just need to uh, give a few thank yous. Um, first of all, thank you to Turf Moor Stadium announcer Dominic Walker for his specially recorded preview show announcements. Thank you to producer Matt for uh, knitting together this slightly unusual preview show. 
Uh, I've done all my recordings separately this, this week, sent them through to Matt, and hopefully he's got them sounding, um, <laughs> uh, tied them together and got them sounding okay, despite my uh, slightly croaky voice. Um, and I'm not going to thank myself, because Natalie normally does, but uh, there we go. Uh, last but no means least, thanks to you, the listener, for taking the time to join us for this episode. Your support is very much appreciated, and we most certainly would not be here without you. I've been Dave Roberts. This is in the preview show from the No Near Never podcast. Until next time. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.